Welcome back to the Beginner Baking Podcast. I'm your host, Matt, and today we're going to be talking about making it last. Making things last longer so that you don't end up throwing out a bunch of stuff or shoveling it all in your mouth because you don't want to waste anything. First off, sorry I missed Frustration Friday last weekend. It was mid-autumn festival and as such unfortunately I didn't have the time to make anything and I also didn't have the stomach space to make anything. As far as my family went we all had loads of mooncakes to take care of and I didn't want to make something and end up having to potentially throw it out or potentially throw out the mooncakes but we're back and today as far as making things last I want to talk about freezing things, about Tang Zong, and about Biga. So we're going to start with freezing things. Not to say that after you make something that you should freeze it, but there are some cases where freezing a dough before you bake it is perfectly fine. The case in point is cookies. There was one recipe that I tried where they actually ask you to freeze the cookie dough overnight before you bake it. I think it had something to do with making sure it could maintain its height. It's one of those thicker, cakier cookies. And uh, I'll say this, the process is that you have to portion it out into, I, I think the yield was somewhere between 12 and 16 cookies, and you put it in the freezer. Now, I'd say that this was a great gateway <laughs> into using the freezer, because leading up to this, I had always thought that putting food into the freezer was bad. Let Gordon Ramsay himself would show up at my door and call me an idiot sandwich for even thinking about it. But in this case, I had to freeze it, at the very least for one night. And once I did that, I was thinking, hang on, if I have it in the freezer already, and it's already portioned out, what if I just bake a few right now? And then I can see. So I baked a few after letting it sit overnight in the freezer, and they were delicious. I waited a few days, baked a few more, and they were still delicious. Maybe it's just a matter of me having unrefined taste buds, but I can say that at the very least, they tasted great to me, and it was a better alternative to shoveling potentially 16 cookies down my throat over the course of like two days. Not that that's really a bad thing, but I want to be able to bake for many years to come, so this ended up working out. But then it made me think, if I can freeze this dough, then I could just make several cookie doughs, several with several different like toppings or like mix-ins, and freeze them, and then I'd have like a buffet of potential cookies that I could take out and bake. And I tried that with a few recipes and they all they all turned out great. Next off, I would like to talk about Tang Zong. I think I've mentioned it before, but uh, I did a little bit more research into it and I've tried it a few more times. Essentially, what, what you do is you portion out some of the flour that you're gonna use in your bread dough, as well as some of the liquid, whether it be water, milk, or a mixture of both, and then you cook it into like a little roux um, over a low or medium, low medium heat over the stove and you continuously stir it until it becomes like a paste consistency. Then you put it in the fridge until it reaches about room temp before you mix it in with the rest of your dough. The intention is that this allows for the bread to become 
softer. I know that it's uh, it's a widely used Asian technique and I gotta say it is very effective. I've tried using it and comparing it with recipes that don't have the tang zong. For instance, if you have a, a set of dinner rolls that uses tang zong and a set that doesn't, out just out the uh, oven, you might not notice that much of a difference. The main difference I would notice is just the flakiness. I, I don't know if that's the right term, but when you pull it apart, it just kind of has the, the, the strands uh, when you have the tang zong. And you do have some of the strands too without it when it's fresh out the oven. I think they're a little bit more pronounced with the tang zong. Also, a big thing I noticed, and this all ties into making it last, is that with the tang zong, the next day, it was still very soft. Whereas without the tang zong, it already felt like the sort of rolls with the powder on it that you can get at a supermarket. And not, not to throw shade on them, but it's just a little bit chewier, a little bit tougher, which when I tried it, it kind of brought me back to my childhood of sometimes just eating that because I was too lazy to get peanut butter. This might be a factor to consider if if you're thinking that maybe I won't be able to finish them, try using the Tang Zong. You might be able to preserve some of the softness a little bit longer. Another technique that I would like to talk about is Biga. I recently tried this. It's like this pre-fermentation. From what I understand, it's an Italian technique. Before you make your dough, you combine a percentage of your flour, your liquid. I think in this case, it's generally going to be water because you do have to let it sit overnight and milk can get a little weird overnight. So flour, water, and then a tiny amount of yeast, like 0.5 grams of yeast. You mix that together and allow it to do like a pre-fermentation, allow it to sit overnight. In one recipe, I had to do it at room temperature, so... Mix it all up, just cover it with plastic wrap. And then in another one, it had me put it in the fridge. And I would say both worked out really well. Maybe it depends on your refrigerator, but my refrigerator is extra cold. In which case, what they said would take overnight ended up taking like a good four or five days for it to increase in volume. So bear that in mind if you do the refrigeration method. But the room temperature method, you could see it grow really quickly, establish really pronounced bubbles. And from what I understand, I haven't tried this recipe without the biga, so that might be something to consider testing. But with the biga, because of the, the yeast being allowed to eat and ferment, it does impart some additional flavor, as well as adding some longevity to your dough. How it adds the longevity in this case, I I don't really know. From the sources that I've seen, they've all mentioned that it will make your bread last a little bit longer. To wrap it all up, just some things to consider is if you're making a dough like a cookie dough, don't be afraid to freeze it if you don't think you'll be able to finish all of your cookies. As far as the Tang Zong goes, it's a pretty cool nifty method that you can use very quickly to increase softness as well as longevity. And then with the biga, it's depending on which style you use, it's another method of adding flavor as well as increasing the longevity. That's been another episode of the Beginner Baking Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be back on Friday because I have had some frustrating things happen this week and I can't wait to share them with you. So until next time, peace out.